This Short Code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcode.com. Welcome back to the Short Code Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. This week, diseased stethoscopes, undisclosed biases, and underappreciated uteri will all be discussed with the help of my. Just a such an attractive group of co-hosts <laughs> today. Uh, Aline Sanduk is here. Hi. Uh, Madeline Slater. What's up? Uh, Nick Lind. Hello. And Kylie Miller. I like cheese. Uh, <laughs> we all like cheese, right? Is there anybody in this room who doesn't like cheese? Come on. No, I love. Yeah, I love mm, it. That's the. If you don't like cheese, shut up. Um, we just lost our entire vegan demographic. <laughs> hey, like even vegans have to substitute cheese. Do you know what I'm saying? That's like, true. Yeah. Like yeah. The, dri- yeah. the drive for cheese consumption is so strong that we will make cheese out of not cheese. Vegan cheese is not too bad, actually. Some They'll make it, it out pretty, of some, some of it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, my friend just made cashew uh, fettuccine Alfredo. Mm. So like the mm-hmm. Alfredo is made out of cashews somehow. Mm-hmm. Sounds expensive. I can give that a go. I'm yeah. suspicious. Uh, Kylie, you just uh, finished up a uh, an OSCE. This is an objective structured clinical examination. Had to look it I up. I didn't I even know remember. what that I meant. Was actually, going to say I have no idea what OSCEs were, but that's I think the national term. Yeah, it's a mm. new term for us. We used to call them performance based assessments. Yes, we, um, we decided to finally shrug off our desire to be into to have a to have to add a whole another acronym to the to the language of medicine. And just use the one everybody else was using. That was the last one I'll do before I think step two CS. So big deal. When are you taking nice. when are you taking that? Haven't scheduled it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Haven't to, thought about it. Dave. Sorry to have brought up a <laughs> sore subject. Do you do you do you get a vacation? Um, like currently now? For yeah, business? yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm entering dedicated study period for step one which I take February 4th. Um, all of you spiritual people out there, spiritual listeners, pray for me. Uh, I'll pray for you even though I am not a believer. <laughs> We're actually starting a 24-hour vigil for Kylie here in the writing room. <laughs> yes, I might need it. So um, There will be chants and drum circles. We get as many weeks off as, uh, I think it's like seven weeks, and you can break that into however long you want for vacation. So I'll take a few days off for Christmas, but otherwise I'm going to be hitting the books. I Did you take a pretest yet? I did. That was a confidence. Dave, fire? I came into your office and like did a little jig after. I know. <laughs> I know. It wasn't confidence inspiring, but it was fear abating, I would say. <laughs> okay. um, because you just hear all the horrors and you don't really know what to expect or kind of where you stand until you take it. And so it gave me like a realistic idea of kind of what the test would be like and where I'm at currently. And it felt like I had realistic goals for the first time. Within reach. Things were within reach for you. That, is Maybe. that what it said? I'll talk to you guys in two weeks. All right. I know you don't want to commit. I mean, you know, that would be just yeah, horrifying to commit to like, oh, I got this. And then. <laughs> but if but I, you don't have that problem. If Kylie. I fail, you know, I love our listeners enough that I'd be willing to talk about what it's like to you're, fail step one. You're not even going to fail. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, you're I, not I have conf- every confidence in Kylie Miller and her step. She will fail I'm step gonna... one so that she can give other people advice. No, oh, that's no, that. Not that. Even, that. <laughs> I am not, uh, what's the word? When you do things for Self-effacing. Us. You're not that self-effacing. Yeah, sac- there's you a wouldn't word. volunteer as tribute? Altruistic. <laughs> Altruistic. Thank yeah. you. Oh, I'm, I should know that one. I, no, I took the SAT too. I do have some show business I want to discuss. We have listener questions that we haven't addressed yet, but will soon. Uh, Madeline, not you, Madeline, another Madeline. Uh, your question on how people cope with uh, um, the depression during finals week. Look for that in a response soon. Um, Tiana will talk about your question about the good, bad, and ugly of the PA path on a show we're currently planning to drop on January 17th. Um, but, you know, I want to get I want to get a group together for that for for that question. 
um, of PAs. Cool. So that you have some idea, a mixed group of PAs and MDs, I think would be would be good for that show. Uh, Aline, I saw you <laughs> earlier this week, and you uh, on the way out the door of the of the building, uh, and you expressed some relief that you'd had some breakthroughs in your research. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, so how does that feel? First of all, how long has it been? Like, what was what? Why why does this feel good? So I've been chasing this data for a while mm. and I won't bore everyone with the details but I think that my protein interacts with DNA and that's a big deal because in theory it really shouldn't and uh, if it does then that would open up a whole like avenue of research into this protein as like a potential transcription factor mm. um, and it's important because it's also it's important for the MAP kinase pathway which is really important for like cell growth and cell differentiation and is you know associated with cancer but it's also associated with the insulin receptor. And so, you know, if the insulin receptor goes to the nucleus, that's also important. Big so, deals. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, there's nothing conclusive in what I've done, but I feel like I'm getting a little bit closer to proving that it actually does interact with DNA. And I might be getting ready, or I, not I might be, I am getting ready to maybe start looking at the crystal structure of this protein in association with DNA. And if I can show that, if I can take that, if I got that picture, that would be a paper. Like I could publish that and then graduate from grad school and then get on with my life and do other things. If yeah. you do, can you promise to name your paper Picks or It Didn't Happen? <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> I'll run that by John. I'll Thanks. see how John feels the about punny, it. The punny paper names and poster names are in right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> you, you know who you should talk to about that? Rubenstein. Rubenstein, oh, Pete, yeah, is awesome at naming his papers funny things. I will look one of his titles up and bring it up at a later time. You, uh, yeah, this this strikes me as the sort of thing Aline would be reluctant to do, but which she should do. <laughs> to put a pun, to put some sort of some sort of fun thing in her in the name. Not that you're not fun, Aline, but you know. <laughs> so here's the thing: I actually gave a talk a couple months ago, and. It was a small group and I wanted to like make it fun because, mm -hmm. you know, we all do different things. It was <laughs> to the MSDP. So I put up like my fancy schmancy title, like the structure and function of blah, blah in the nucleus, whatever. And then I brought up my alternative title, which I thought would like kill the room. And it was um, it wasn't such a bad idea if no one from the future came back to stop me. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> not oh. a smirk, not even a like not even like a increased breath through the nose nothing <laughs> <laughs> nothing and so i was like good call i didn't like that joke either yes. <laughs> oh no part of part of comedy is knowing how to react when yeah nothing happens <laughs> when you get zero reaction from your audience you know and some of the best laughs you can get sometimes are like those that that are basically your reaction to failing <laughs> actually yeah the open mics that i go to i think when a joke doesn't go well it's how the person reacts like you're saying they'll be like oh you don't like that one all right let's let's keep going <laughs> they're like this is going great all right awesome <laughs> yep nick yeah. did you have a, f a funny title for your poster this week uh we did but i don't remember what it was <laughs> <laughs> My, it was something about a sticky situation that had to do with oh, cystic fibrosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was like a. Uh, yeah, anyway. Ours Nick's, was um, acute. Nick's, Nick's brain was erased by the, <laughs> by yeah. the events today. of the following Just, days. Yeah, the, the last week, uh, you know, fried my brain and it's it's gone. You guys had an exam today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. and one on Monday. Yeah. Our group had um, acute lymphoblastic leukemia, ALL. So we went all or nothing. Nice. For this gene therapy nice. project. Oh, awesome. See, working the puns. <laughs> On the topic of academic papers kind of having funny names or this is a funny picture, an article in Nature, um, it was recently brought to my attention on Twitter um, by a kind of Twitter famous MD that in Nature, this paper, it's called Methylation-Based Enrichment Facilitates Low-Cost, Non-Invasive Genomic Scale Sequencing of Population from Feces. Not a super exciting oh. name, right? Until you say feces and then boom, like, oh, I'm interested. In the picture. Um, feces will always draw in Kylie. In, the, in this paper, there's a picture of a monkey with a piece of fecal matter behind him. And if you legitimately zoom in, it's 
incredible, but I'm looking at the paper on nature right now. <laughs> if you zoom in on the piece of feces, the artist for the article actually uh, drew in a certain president's face onto the poop. Oh. It takes quite a lot of zooming to see it, but it is uh, immis- unmistakably oh. uh, number 45. Wow. <laughs> on you, mean, you mean individual one who went on to become the president of the United States? <laughs> he who shall not be named. <laughs> yes. And Voldemort. Guys, it's in nature. Like, this That's is the biggest act hilarious. of like science resisting what I've ever seen. I wonder That's if they'll get amazing. in trouble for that. It's I don't know if it's just recently come to light. Because you can't alter zoomed... your pictures. Well, I guess it's an editorial picture rather than... But zoomed in on the poop enough to discover this? Yeah. We'll post this That's on... the heart of Twitter, though, isn't it? I mean, you gotta... You gotta work for your... For your comedy in order to be a good... A good Twitterarian. Maybe we can, like, retweet this on our page so viewers can see what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, trying to look it up right now. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah, that's unmistakable. Who noticed that? Oh, well, it had to be someone who knew it happened. That is the yeah. best. It's just that little thing and you have to really zoom in. You know what it is? Somebody in the Twitterverse was like, why is there a picture? Why is there? Why did there need to be a picture of poop? Here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they were the like, first... I'm going to investigate. And they, yeah. Mm, that was the first point of suspicion. Why? Why did this need to be here? That's critical thinking, right? Honestly, there. that's a skill that you need as a researcher, right? You exactly. Have some critical thinking. I've never read nature, but I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually like a guerrilla marketing campaign for nature. That's where that came or from. Or for poop. Yeah. Or for poop. I, I think this is probably going to really help them out. Yeah. <laughs> really diversify <laughs> yeah. their readership. Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyway, breakthrough. Felt good. You've yeah. got a path forward. Yeah. I don't think that, I mean, you know, it always must always feel like there's a high probability that, or there's some probability that you're, that whatever you're thinking is real just will peter out and then you'll be like, well, now what the hell do I do? Well, sometimes experiments will just generate more questions instead of like actually giving you an answer but that's also good because then you collect different pieces of a puzzle and then you put it together and that is a paper but it has to more often work than not i mean i was gonna say because otherwise nobody would <laughs> yeah know, there, exactly. there would be like a, a much higher dropout rate but there is so <laughs> <laughs> there's a high attrition rate but no it was great it was really cool and my boss was really excited and when he's happy, I'm happy. That's good. Cool. Yeah. That's good. You guys, y'all have, uh, let's see, you guys are M1, so you're not quite there yet, but you guys have been in clinic. Um, and even in your early clinical experiences, did you carry around stethoscopes? I did. Yeah, no. I did. You guys <laughs> you guys probably didn't. Kylie's just whipped, at all. whipped hers out. Um, <laughs> I'm not mature enough to don't know. stethoscope. <laughs> whatever you do, whatever Kylie just whipped out her stethoscope, don't touch it, because it is do? disgusting. Uh, a study in the Infection Control and Hospital Epidemiology Journal found that the stethoscope, which everyone's carrying around with them in the hospital, used for everything from not being able to detect heart murmurs to uh, banging away at kneecaps to elicit reflex <laughs> reflexes. They're loaded with bacteria. Kel surprise. Uh, bacteria populations described in the study as diverse include some that are associated with healthcare infections like, uh, let's see, staph, including staph aureus, pseudomonas, acinobacter. Hope I'm pronouncing those right. Um, when I put this on our uh, Facebook group, um, uh, uh, Mackenzie Wallhoff posted a picture of her baby with her stethoscope wrapped around. <laughs> like her newborn. Yeah, yeah, she was like, oh. Like two weeks, three wish, weeks. Something. Wish I hadn't. Uh... <laughs> so for what it's worth, I will lick my stethoscope right here, right now. Do not lick the stethoscope. No. Do you want to see that? No. no. Okay. Sure. Yeah, we believe you. Nick is my kind of party. Um, so what they did was they, uh, the researchers sequenced the DNA found on stethoscopes, um, to discover what bugs were on them. 20 stethoscopes were the traditionally reusable ones like Kylie's. Um, 20 were single use disposable stethoscopes that had been used once and 20 were unused disposable stethoscopes as a control. All 40 experimental stethoscopes were contaminated with things that cause 
serious infections like those I mentioned. Um, they then compared cleaning methods commonly employed, such as a standard one using hydrogen peroxide wipes for 60 seconds, and then whatever method individual practitioners preferred um, for a variety of durations. And only 10% of those cleaned by that second group um, reached any level that could be described as clean. Mm. <laughs> so, ew. That's disgusting. So, like, here's yeah. the deal. I mean, you can call out stethoscope sure but they've also shown this on white coats which yep. numerous specialties still wear are just as contaminated and ties like most people say not to wear ties anymore in the hospital. i think it's against hospital dress code but some people still do um stethoscopes everything essentially tests the clinic rooms you're gonna find these bacteria on them what if they move to bow ties are those more <laughs> <laughs> bow ties are allowed bow ties. yes yeah and i yeah. think they're just far more stylish classy doctors but what are you going to say? Like, oh, we are not going to use stethoscopes anymore because, you know, they're transmitting infection. I'd love to never have to listen to a heart tone again, but it's I, yeah, realistic. <laughs> I think maybe the point of this. Well, first of all, they the don't cleaning know. Methods, right? Yeah, it was the cleaning methods yeah. that, that are used. They don't work. Um, but also, um, they th what they admit is they don't know whether this actually causes diseases. I mean, these could be dead bacteria for all they know that, mm. that they've found. Oh, that's a good point. Like, did they culture... Yes, they, no, they did, did not. They, like they just yeah. did DNA. DNA. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's, there's a more to be logic. done. I'm like, okay, so whenever I read these, I'm like, well, why the hell didn't you do that extra Dude. thing that you, you know, like, <laughs> as, a, as a reader of your DNA. study, I am now like, there's a cliffhanger. I hate yeah. cliffhangers. It's, I mean, the cleaning is going to cause the bacteria to die, and they're still going to be there. And then you're going to do DNA analysis, and you're going to find bacteria because there's dead bacteria all over the stethoscope. I will admit that people should clean them more frequently. I try. I carry alcohol pads in my pocket to like wipe them down in between patients. Do I always remember? No. But have I ever seen a doctor do that? Like three times on peds, maybe. <laughs> from, the, from the article, 60 seconds with a hydrogen peroxide wipe uh, manages to get them down to the point where they are clean. Um, Mm. Uh, clean, quote unquote. clean epidemiology. Yeah. I mean, you're never going to eliminate 100% of the bacteria that are but, on there. Like things like Staph aureus, while yes, there are strains that can make people very sick, Staph aureus normally lives on our skin. A third but of these us. Were, but, but these were ICU stethoscopes where you probably mm. want to be super careful, I would think, right? I mean, yeah, these are very sick yes. people. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes, yeah. but those sick people will still have Staph aureus on their skin. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Fair. Hmm. Well, so what you're saying is we're disgusting. And I, I resent that. And then we put it around our own neck. I am disgusting. Yeah. You know, it doesn't surprise me because like, number one, you know, very rarely are we cleaning them between patients. But also like it's hanging around your neck where you're coughing and talking and like all of that material is falling on the top of your shirt. Like it's why I don't like eating at salad bars because like food <laughs> open to the air all day long is gross. Yeah. I'll still eat at one. I'm not. I'm lying. But. <laughs> but I feel bad about it. I'm lying. But the See, this screens. is the thing. Like we're all like, oh, gross. Here, let me put this disgusting thing in my mouth. Kylie's like, I will lick this. <laughs> I will 100 percent do any. Go ahead, Kylie. Lick builds it. Builds the immunity. Right. Lick it, Kylie. <laughs> no, lick no. it. Which part Kylie. am I supposed to lick? The, I the think, one that touches uh, the I think the business. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta lick. It. <laughs> all right, here we go. One, Kylie, two. Don't do it. Don't I'm gonna make Kylie. extra noise so everyone at home knows I licked it. No, just pretend. Don't do it. Ugh. <laughs> uh, that was disgusting. You're an animal. It also it kind of tastes like alcohol, so it hasn't been that long. Mm. Is it, oh, so it's not like salty but I also or anything. Just listen to four <laughs> simulated patients. Yeah. Okay. Well. Oh, man. So we'll track your progress. They were only fake sick, so oh. we're gonna need you to take your temperature every day for the next seven days, and also a blood draw. Just to be safe. <laughs> this is probably also why I contracted two bacterial and a viral infection while on medicine you do know oh. because you licked your stethoscope <laughs> <laughs> every night a, before bed kylie has a history of licking things that she could that she shouldn't including one of these i don't know which one these uh pop filters that are in front of your microphones uh, oh kylie you know, move back a little <laughs> it was a while ago the, the bacteria probably dead at this yeah point. dead dead yeah you don't clean them between every show <laughs> yeah, calling us out for not have cleaning they our stethoscopes. Ever been cleaned? <laughs> oh, maybe nope. we should do it ourselves. In ten years or seven, let's see, eight years, oh. they've never been cleaned, to my knowledge. Maybe once I 
waved a Does paper towel at them or something. <laughs> I've definitely eaten candy off of the ER floor. No, no, no. Oh, yes. (laughs) When you drop your candy that early in a night shift, like, you can't not eat it. It's really a testament to the level of desperation (laughs) of med students in the hospital. You're exercising your immune system. I think it's pretty solid. It's like going to the gym. Well, I think your we learned in our GI thing that the enzymes in your mouth kill 90% of the bacteria that's on food. That's better than the cleaning methods of stethoscopes. Stomach. Yeah, it's really no, just yeah. in your, in in your in saliva. Mouth. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like amylases and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I guess that makes sense. We'll, just, we'll get to saliva later in the show. Um, <laughs> I think actually what Maddie's bringing up is the same reasoning that people uh, use to justify letting their dogs lick them on the face. Yeah. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. No. I don't like dogs licking me in the face. I no. had that sit down mm, conversation I don't like dogs. with my brother. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a flag for sociopathy. <laughs> but when yeah, we I were bet little, you're going to get some listener feedback. About yeah. that. Uh-huh. I tolerate dogs. Okay. I don't love dogs. Okay, that's, that's fine. Fair. That's fair. Why don't you love dogs? Um. <laughs> Everybody loves dogs. The internet loves know. dogs. No, the internet loves cats. They do love cats yeah. more. I'm a cat oh, person. Man, yeah. I grew up with cats. I will admit that. Um, you know, mainly I just really don't want to ever have to own a dog because cats can really just take care of themselves right. and they're still cute and will still snuggle with you. So you hate dogs because they're a pain in the ass. Kind of. Okay. And I don't like them. They lick you without consent. No. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Madeline insists on consent. <laughs> they, they for, generally for, don't for understand. No, but yeah. most, most dogs I've run Yeah, this sounds like an excuse. <laughs> so when we were younger, my brother was obsessed with letting any like injury he got, he would like go outside specifically for our dog to lick. And I'm like, there's a difference between dogs' mouths being cleaner than ours and having healing powers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The same dogs' mouths are not clean; they are cleaner yeah. than people' mouths. But he would still like have the dog lick every single thing on his body, and was like totally convinced that that's what made it heal faster. And look at him now. Yeah. He's alive. Yeah. Has he ever had anything amputated? <laughs> no, no, he has two. I was gonna say four arms, four legs, <laughs> four appendages. There is that risk of rabies. <laughs> and is getting a college <laughs> education. Yes. He rarely has mutation powers. Yes, he, he yeah. acquired he's multiple extra limbs. He doesn't like to be limbs. around water and is foaming at the mouth, but he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> God. In my opinion, uh, guys, one of the most difficult things for me about reading scientific literature, literature is figuring out, A, what the hell they're talking about, and B, whether a given study is free of, un- of intentional or unintentional biases. So one of the first things I do when I look at these things is I go down to the disclosure line and, you know, see if they've, if they've disclosed anything. And in variable, there's nothing there. It says the author has nothing to disclose. Uh, it turns out that this may be a lie, mm-hmm. unintentional or otherwise. Um, an article in the New York Times, uh, in cooperation with ProPublica, seems to be saying that because few people actually disclose their financial ties to business and other organizations when they're publishing their research, we may not be able to trust them. Just despite the fact that for a decade now, the Institute of Medicine has recommended changes in how conflicts of interest are disclosed. And to boot, it's relatively easy to discover those conflicts of interest. I looked up several of the doctors that I know around here on uh, the website openpaymentsdata.cms.gov. And, you know, I found plenty of things that they could. I don't know that they don't disclose them at all. I'm sure they do because we only employ ethical people here at the College of Medicine. No one here has ever lied about ever. anything. Ever. No. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was able to see the various payments that people had gotten from things like food and beverage mm-hmm. uh, to um, to, to uh, what do they call consultancies for various drug companies to all kinds of other things. That data apparently is available. Does it say how much they yes. were paid? Yeah. Ooh. Yes. I looked up one of my facilitators in class one time. Did you did you have yeah. reason to do that or were you just curious? <laughs> no, I was just curious because we were talking about it. And uh, yeah, she was great. She like had like, I think it was like. $30 or something. Yeah. <laughs> she was given, so. The one I looked up had like $19, you know, yeah. like it, it was yeah. no big deal. This year. In other years, there were there was more, but, you know, like, not much more, you know. They were yeah. actually given a book of stamps. That's what that was. Yeah. Now you did $19. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But the, the New York Times article detailed several leaders in medicine and their lack of disclosure. For instance, the pre president-elect of the American Society of Clinical Oncology said he had nothing to disclose in more than 50 articles published in journals uh, in the past few years, um, including journals for his own society, as well as the New England Journal of Medicine. But in fact, drug companies had paid his institution millions for his research. Now, these, this money wasn't directly to him. Or something, much of it wasn't directly to him, but some of it was, I think. And uh, that's still a conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of this is due to confusion as to what is reportable and what isn't. Um, and even the journals themselves don't seem, to, don't seem to quite understand. Like, if you ask for advice, they may tell you no, when in fact you should. So, this fascinating topic, what do you think? Are we talking about disclosures and yes. financial interests? Yeah. I or, think it's important. I think it's important yeah. to do it oh, right. 100%. Yeah. I yeah. don't think anyone would disagree that that's valuable mm -hmm. information. I feel like I've... Okay, so I'm not a doctor. I'm not a researcher and I will never make... No one will ever give me millions of dollars to do anything. Never say never. You're well, still moderately <laughs> young. Yeah. I'm still moderately young. <laughs> yeah, there's time. I could become yeah. a param paramour of a... Uh, a, a politician. Ugh. <laughs> You're better than that, Dave. Thank you. I appreciate that. I was just listing it as a possibility. It wasn't. It wasn't an ambition of mine. <laughs> but uh, although well, not anymore. Millions of reaction. dollars. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure that I would remember, for instance, if I'd gotten money from another company, or if my institution mm. had gotten another money from a company um, because of work that I did. And I would understand that this is uh, dis that this is disclosable. Yeah. So it's a little puzzling to me when people say, "Oh, it was a mistake." It's just a big gray area. I think no Very one gray. is definitively yeah. setting the guidelines, and if it's a gray area, people err on the side of making it easier for them instead of harder. Harder. So, in other words, it's easier for me to say no instead of actually research. Like, I mean, they, they, I haven't seen disclosures that say. You know, for instance, this article uh, is about a Novartis drug. Novartis paid me $3 million. <laughs> um, you, you know, they usually, it's usually like, you know, I get money from Novartis. Well, and I think it's actually the, the drug company's responsibility to um, report that and not the physician. I'm, cause didn't we talk about that? We had a mass, mass small group on yeah. this, yeah. So it, it should be the, um, like the drug company or, or whatever. Uh, that is is responsible for reporting it. So if they're not reporting it, like you probably should. Well, still I think be they are reporting it. it. Okay, they are reporting yeah, it yeah. To, for this website. I think that's how they get that information. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. when the when the it's author of an article doesn't disclose that in his journal, that's that's the the real and, issue. And I know, like, even just a meal. Uh, so if you like go get lunch yeah. from on the drug company, that yeah. That's yeah, included. Which you're not allowed on, to do at the University of Iowa. Yeah. I was offered free lunch for the last four weeks, and I said, no, thank you. The university forbids that I interact with these drug companies, and like we are not allowed to gain from this in any way. And I felt I didn't know ethically how I would confront it in the face of like free pot roast. And mm -hmm. I stood yeah. strong because I also I didn't think it would affect them. But we were always passing out samples. They were using they would go to these like newer drugs instead of kind of the tried and true because they were available. They were at the forefront of their mind, even if they don't think that it's inherently biasing them. Mm -hmm. It's a recall bias. It's just what they're going to think of when they need to use something. And it was the first place, the first time I'd really been in more private practice outside of a university system. And it definitely happens. Mm. Yeah. I, I um, So as I've said on the show before, my father was a PA and we used to get all kinds of little doodads from drug companies. You know, everything from like Rubik's Cubes to... <laughs> to uh, drug samples and, and, and my aunt got me like a mini French press from a garage sale that says Allegra on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> French press. Yes. <laughs> it's like my favorite. That is the best I've, I've heard so I used far. to like the Rubik's Cubes. Instead of colors, they had like pictures of different pills, pills. on the. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, well, that, that was ages ago. That was like the 70s, you know, like, yeah. or the 80s or whenever Rubik's mm -hmm. Cubes were a thing. Um, so someone wow. decided like in Allegra was like, let's put this on coffee. <laughs> I mean, it, that is Makes sense, actually. catering directly to their like population. Yeah. Interest. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I think financial disclosures are important, too. But we've had some, I guess, the lecture 
has moved on. But we had like some lectures that are heated topics, whether it's abortion or mm-hmm. like gun control. And just in the gun control lecture, the physician was like, hey, yo, here's my disclosures. And they weren't financial. They were personal of like, I am a military veteran, but I, you know, and I've fired weapons, but I'm also like a Democrat. And they were just like very forward Hmm. disclosures i wish everyone had to come with those disclosures like as a politician you should come with a long disclosure list of here's why i believe what i believe and here's the things that are influencing my sound wouldn't that be amazing how politics works wouldn't that be amazing though like let me hide and sway and (laughs) yeah that would would change change that would change the world like the politician who is getting all this support from lobbyists and like churches and things to be anti-abortion and his stance his disclosure is that his like mistress is getting an abortion oh man literally as he is presenting right that time that would yeah the world would just be completely different yeah i would i would assume boom well, um, the, let's see. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Actually, just as an aside, like the nature of political discussion for me, I've noticed is like I'm not so much having a discussion so much as I'm trying to like discover what the person's true mm, yeah. views yeah. are because most people cannot be convinced. I feel like I'm I'm pretty amenable to discussion. Like if you can make a well reasoned argument that's not based purely on emotion or beliefs you know from a book that's been repeatedly edited for social and political reasons for thousands of years that isn't super relevant to life today i can my mind you're of course talking about the kama sutra yeah you know most people are like they have their views in like a small lockbox in a small emotional lockbox and you have to like gain their trust enough for them to like reveal what they actually believe and there's People are pe- people are emotional, yeah. And this ties into the the whole um, uh, disclosure thing too. I mean, we all want to believe that we are are reasonable people that we mm-hmm. you know that we have the ability to rise above our biases. And that's actually repeatedly said. Like, you know, I can, you know, I can take this money and still be, uh, and and still be confident that my conclusions are not influenced. Yeah. Well, and which is hogwash. That it, it yeah. can't be done. Studies have shown like yeah. just with the smallest amounts uh that you're given that influences you. So, I mean we we know like just giving a couple of bucks can actually Yeah, and it doesn't take you. much. That's yeah. the key. I mean, yeah. and that's what these companies that were like here have a Rubik's cube. That's what they yeah. understood. Influencing you that Rubik's Cube and it, French presses. Yeah. There, it doesn't <laughs> cost a lot of money to do this, you know, yeah. on an individual basis. Give them a, give them a badge holder, and it's, a badge uh, lanyard thing, and yeah. you've got them for life. It's loads for the company. They can make a lot of money off of very little money time I'm going to start effort. giving out trinkets to people I want to influence. <laughs> um, Dave, Just be like, so what were it? those little wooden trinkets you've been sending out for months? Yeah. <laughs> Kylie. <laughs> But I'm like very self-aware when it comes to this. I feel like I'm a Kool-Aid drinker. Like I can go to like some spoofy, weird like conference for like toenail clippers that get rid of cancer. And I'd be like, yes, yes, girl, you tell it. And I'm aware of that. So it's I, good that you acknowledge that's that. That's why I don't go to the pharmaceutical style. lunches. Yes. So do you think me as a future physician, am I more likely to prescribe a Allegra? <laughs> Yeah, because you saw that thing? Because when um, I was a senior in high school, I got clear- this as a gift from my aunt who got it at a garage sale. You clearly remember it. <laughs> what's another is, one? Wait a minute, okay, wait a minute. What's no, another? Allegra is over the counter, so this yeah. is not going to be an ethical issue for you. Well, okay. not anymore. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't always. Yeah. Which is why I was Why is at it a less of an sale? issue for over the counter drugs? No, like it used to be prescription only. And, yeah. But now it's OTC. Because, well, I guess you could still recommend it to patients, but you wouldn't have to write a prescription for it. Yeah. You're yeah. not the yeah. gatekeeper anymore as a physician. They can freely access it whenever mm. they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they can have generic options. Yeah. Although, isn't the Allegra color purple? I'm getting this purple vibe Ooh. from you right this now. Is like a, it's like a pinky purple. Well, you just close enough. You kind of look like an Allegra bottle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> is that why you wanted to become a doctor? For like this Allegra thing. <laughs> Let's dive deep. Uh, she's going to like, she's going to be searching her brain for the rest of the day. Like, why did I want to become a doctor? <laughs> Wait a minute. It was that French press. I think now that I'm shifting towards I'm done with tests for the semester, I'm more like, 
okay, yes, I still want to be a doctor. <laughs> You're actually a Manchurian candidate planted here by Allegra. And one day they're going to call on you. Wow. <laughs> wow. Call on you to make Allegra a big deal yeah. in some context. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so what were you? Let's just move on. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> that <was> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just like say the right words in the right yeah <laughs> also i mean how many times has allegra been like mentioned on this podcast now they're getting all this free airtime yeah. for that french press eight years ago you know yeah shit wow the on investment on that is do, do we have to disclose this yes <laughs> i will disclose it now we got nothing from Allegra except a French press a long time ago. I didn't even get it, but we're still talking about it. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Guys, what does the uterus do? So many things. So very many things. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, more than one thing according to the It's article. more than just a baby house. Yes. Uh, yeah, perhaps it does more than just housing babies. Uh, according to a recent study of rats, removing just their uterus and not the ovaries... The rats had difficulty with working memory compared to those that just had their ovaries removed, both ovaries and uterus removed, or a sham operation. Uh, so perhaps uteri are, as you say, more than just baby houses, uh, otherwise dormant when they're not uh, holding a baby. Um, and there might be a link between hysterectomies and early onset dementia oh. as well uh, that, we sh that, that uh, investigators are looking at. The, the hypothesis here is that there's a direct link between the a direct neurological conne connection between ovaries, uterus, and brain, which is disrupted when the uterus is removed. Um, in such a case, the ovaries have to work harder to return to uh, homeostasis, a balance of something. And so there's just more hormonal disruption. It seems like... I always uh, thought of a uterus as just a baby house, to be honest with you. It's take a put, lap, Dave. It's just where the babies <laughs> hang out when they're being, when they're developing. They, they, I mean, I know that they provide a, a, a conduit for, for nutrients and, 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 <laughs> and things like that to the, through the, via the placenta. Father right? of two children yeah. here, ladies and gentlemen. I know. <laughs> and then when, when, then when the baby's done, the, the uterus pushes it out and you've got to... A responsibility for the next 18 years <laughs> at least at least <laughs> well, that's what the uterus does right i'm gonna claim that this is what not. makes us the superior sex men lacking a uterus are just that more inherently inclined to memory issues and well yeah this, this <laughs> yeah. clearly is saying that men are dumber because they don't have uteruses that's, I, that's I've just known science that for right years, there. and i don't need a study to tell me <laughs> <laughs> i will i will I, I think empirical evidence that I provide with just by being alive proves your hypothesis. Yeah. <laughs> I have a shit memory. Yeah, I couldn't remember the title to my my poster from earlier in the week. Yeah. So there you go. Well, you're a med student, so you needed to displace that information to make room for other. I have no excuse. That is true. I have no excuse. All I have to do is, you know, look at my Google calendar now and realize what it is my responsibilities are for the day. But I still <laughs> screw it up, so. You know. Or I have to call my wife like, what does this mean? I know we talked about this at length this morning. <laughs> I don't understand this like holdover of medicine where they're like, oh, this thing's not working, let's just cut it off, it's no problem, yeah. you know? Or like, let's just scrape it with a ice pick like they did in lobotomies. I mean, it's just so <laughs> Yeah. I'm amazed that that's still how we deal with mm -hmm. gynecological you know, issues. Like for fibroids, I don't, I, I'm trying to remember fibroids, but basically they're just like these benign structures that you have to extract, otherwise it creates like a mechanical obstruction but typically that's what they go to is like, oh, let's just take the whole thing out. Mm. But it's like what in nature has just one function that, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's like the I mean, it's like the appendix thing, you know, like yeah. mm -hmm. there's still a widespread view that the appendix just like sits there and is vestigial and does nothing. Mm -hmm. But we've as as medical science has advanced, we've realized, hey, wait a minute, this thing actually does some things. We're still not. We're still working yeah. that out. Mm -hmm. um, tonsils. Yeah. Tonsils. Adenoids. Just had this Did you? Yes. We just, <laughs> I'm not convinced. Grow back. Yeah. I, I've had my adenoids also, and my tonsils removed. Not really convinced as a medical student that tonsils exist. I've never seen them. Oh, I am really big ones. 
<laughs> you can look after the show because I mine did not involute like yeah. real adults. Further proof, I'm still a child. I have giant tonsils. Mine are huge too. <laughs> but they took out adenoids and they grow back. Yeah, wow. I had my adenoids removed when I was probably seven or something like that or 10 or something. Yeah. Nature's like, stop that. I had childhood (laughs) sleep apnea, so I had my adenoids removed, but then they're like, oh, we'll just take out the tonsils too. Even though I didn't really have a problem with like strep throat. Really? What in the world? (laughs) Well, they're they're like, it's in, it's a routine procedure. It's in the same area. Like they cause a lot of problems. So I don't have tonsils or adenoids, but I feel fine. You know, I went to the, uh, I went to the dentist uh, not long ago and they were like, uh, yeah, your your um, there's a little bone loss uh, in your um, your under underneath your uh, uh, wisdom teeth, mm-hmm. which I still have. I had a big big ass mouth, so no problem keeping <laughs> <laughs> those wisdom teeth in there. And uh, but they're now like well, you know we should take them out, and I'm like, uh, I don't. First of all, I don't want my wisdom teeth taken. I don't want to go through that. Uh, but second of all. Can't we just not take them out? Is that even an option? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they then they fessed up. They were like, "All right, well, you know, we don't need to take them out. We just keep track of them and see where it goes." And I'm like, "Let's do that, mm-hmm. guys." Yeah, when I mean, the, if you've lasted this long, you oh, need thanks. without a <laughs> we, We're really rooting for you to keep those wisdom teeth. You're advanced you age, dude. You really yeah. need that wisdom. <laughs> that logic <laughs> applies. I feel like you can do that logic when you're like 78 or something, you know. Like, well, I mean, if they haven't caused, I've got 30 so years far. before. Yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Obviously. I know. I'm what? convinced taking my adenoids out is the reason I now throw up out my nose. Oh. <laughs> I thought that what? Every, in the world, I thought that everyone did and that it was normal until I came to med school and in anatomy first semester. You guys will probably remember. Dr. Pizzamenti's like, and this is the muscle that keeps you from like throwing up out your nose. And I like my jaw hit the floor. I was like, wait, there's a muscle for that? So like, how much are you throwing up that you've noticed this pattern? Yeah. I, I'm someone that tends to get like a stomach flu as as I talk about licking things. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is all was, coming if together. If only there was an explanation for this medical mystery. I, I ate that food off the ER floor. <laughs> and I don't tend to tolerate alcohol very well or like, you know, just what? a thrower upper. And so it comes out my nose every single time time and mm-hmm. it's i think that's only happened to me like one time like a really bad stomach flu. are you supposed to open your mouth though wouldn't it? <laughs> i do but it just like the it just pressure, goes it goes all the way up because the muscle the soft doesn't palate. work yeah exactly. the levator veli palatini <laughs> you can't not say that i think i had Italian that at a restaurant accent. recently it's delicious <laughs> so i'm like the innervation or something was just disrupted back then and <laughs> what nerve uh, there you go how dare you <laughs> This, I don't. I like to leave work at work, Maddie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. Uh, no. So I. I'll. I'll admit. I've also thrown up out my nose. The few times I have thrown up in my life, which I can put on one hand. But oh. I don't have not had my adenoids removed, so I don't know what's up with. I that. don't. I've never heard of this. Doesn't this does doesn't this have some like deleterious effect on the inside of your nose? All this acid. I mean, does it have a deleterious yeah. effect on the inside of your mouth? Well, yeah. yeah, but the yeah. mouth is the same kind, yeah. similar. But I will tell stuff. you that it Doesn't takes that hurt like a mother? days, yes. days to get a spaghetti noodle completely oh. out of your mouth after throwing oh. up Italian. I always oh, learn something fair. new when Kylie's on the show. Kylie, that's information I really needed to have. I'm but, really glad to have that now. Stop just, just in case you're running into a patient. It's not as easy to like rinse out your nose as it is your mouth. Okay, fam. Oh okay. my god. Can you just use a neti pot? For yeah, yeah, neti pots. They work pretty well. Yeah, yeah, unless you get a brain amoeba, but you know. Oh, <laughs> you gotta man. boil the water. Yeah. yeah. And let the water cool. Uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> After you boil the water. <laughs> Listeners, so take note. It's gonna let take the water you cool. Exactly yeah, an hour to use your neti pot. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of a pain. Or in you butt. could just use distilled water. That's yeah. Cool. Yes. Yeah. I never have that around. Roll the dice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> And it's like, if you're actively vomiting, who's going to either, one, go out and get distilled water, or two, like, boil, like, <laughs> take the time and stand above a sink? Like, If I had a piece of spaghetti it. stuck in my nose, I would consider it. Well, you're talking about it takes yeah. you days, so you could just do it the next day, so it doesn't take days. True. I don't know. God, I'm just engineered to be a vomiter. This okay. is a very That's interesting fair. conversation. That's fine. <laughs> it takes all kinds. I'm so sorry, listeners. It takes all kinds. Uh, um, well, speaking of anatomy. Oh. Let's play a little game. Medicine embraces the Socratic method of learning in which 
our learned residents and attendings, or your learned residents and attendings, ask thought-provoking questions in order to elicit student responses that require deductive reasoning in order to facilitate learning and retention, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. yeah, sure. Or hopefully much less often. Uh, learned and attendings and residents do this to put you in your place, hence the vernacular uh, term for this method, pimping. Well, today you're going to pimp, pimp each... You're going to pinch. <laughs> today you're going to pimp each other, um, but we're going to increase the level of difficulty. What if you had to work to even understand the question? <laughs> Still fairly common in our lives. <laughs> That's why we're playing Open Wide to Bust Their Pride, Gross Anatomy Edition. I just made that up today. Oh, I boy. like it. Uh, the rules are simple. One of you will read a question from the back of Chung and Chung's Gross Anatomy 7th Edition from the ever popular board review series. <gasps> I like uh -huh. this book. I just returned that to the counseling center. But <laughs> I have the digital version. But you'll have to do this while wearing a mouth spreader. <clears throat> <laughs> Contained in that bag right there. Ooh. I do not give consent. Okay, you, know, you don't have to I've, do it. I've wanted to try these. Yes, well I bought a whole bunch of them off of uh, a certain <gasps> e-commerce oh website. Are, are these one use? or? Oh, yes, we... they are single use so and I, I have not used them. It? You can keep it if you like. Oh, this is you can idea. lick it as often as I'm you... I'm going to wear this to the bars tonight. Yes. I also brought some paper towels because there will inevitably be uh, 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 leakage. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, the others, the others will attempt to answer the question using uh, their knowledge. You should put that stethoscope so, around so your neck. So the person asking the question will be wearing the spreader. Listeners, that, we will be taking be a picture so that you can see this. At yeah, home. somebody get oh, out your phone and. Uh, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, Grab one. this is basically just an excuse to use one of these things that I keep seeing in fun YouTube videos. So <laughs> I should cough first. You know. <laughs> Well, your mouth's open. Are you it's gonna in throw there. up? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That is hot. I was gonna say it feels normal, but it doesn't look normal. <laughs> it, feels it doesn't look normal. as well, it doesn't look as feel as drastic as it looks. Okay, come on, guys. I have marked the. Well, uh, you have to ask the question. Yeah, you got to I mean, ask we, the question. We got to put them on later. Oh, I yeah. read the question. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I feel like my cheek muscles are stronger than I thought. Right. So do we wait to put this until we? Yeah, we yeah, we yeah until it's your turn to this. ask the question. Do you guys have a particular question and not like a category? Let's let's try seventy-eight. Question seventy-eight. It's the, the section of the book is marked. Okay. Turn, turn to uh, question seventy-eight. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm not gonna know the answer. Oh, I can't uh, say. Well, the challenge there. is to not be distracted by the mouth. <laughs> All right. Well, I am a very distracted person. Okay. So, question 78. Oh, my God. A 31-year-old carpenter was wounded in his left arm by a utility knife <laughs> and is brought to a local emergency department. <laughs> he complains of numbness on the medial side of his arm. <laughs> Which of the following nurse is not slashing injured? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of these nurses is most likely injured? Yes. Wow. Oh, Me crap. Now that I side? understood oh. the question. Oh, there is so much <laughs> towels. I didn't you, realize You said that. the numbness was on the medial side? Okay, uh, now that I understand yeah. the question, I have to show that I actually remember that from unit two. Older? Yeah, we've got some choices here. Oh, there's... Shit running everywhere. <laughs> We've got some choices here. Is the answer A, axillary nerve, B, musculocutaneous nerve, C, medial brachial cutaneous nerve, D, medial antebrachial oh cutaneous God. nerve, or E, radial nerve? Come Kylie on, guys. Is dabbing easy. off. It's not the radial under nerve. her no. tongue. So as we speak. Oh, so we're talking cutaneous. Just, just the sensation, right? That's the only thing that was missing. on the left side of the arm. Kylie on the against. medial side. Uh, so left, medial cutaneous. Left arm, I left, a utility knife. Left arm, <laughs> utility knife. And, and it's numbness on the medial side. <laughs> of, the, of the arm? Of the Above arm. or below the elbow? The mm. arm is below the... Arm, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or arm and it's arm. It's been a while. Okay, she's <laughs> a <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is it C? Oh, I love the... Uh, yeah. Oh, I have the answers here. Musculocutaneous. I should look that up. Or musculocutaneous. Oh, it's musculocutaneous. No, musculocutaneous is the arm. No. Medial, uh, medial anterior is cutaneous nerve. Arm. So is yeah, it yeah. forearm or arm oh, that's geez. numb? Oh, sorry, it's arm. Musculocutaneous. Oh. So it's musculocutaneous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
You know what? You know what makes a really good podcast is uh, is saliva sucking noises. Oh, it is everywhere. Um, <laughs> you can probably take those out now. Did we did we arrive at an answer? Uh-huh. Muscular yeah. cutaneous. Which which it's which letter is that? It's B. B. Uh, no, the answer mm. is C. Oh, the geez. medial brachial cutaneous nerve supplies the That's skin on the medial the aspect of the nerve. Oh, okay, <laughs> in our defense, Kyla. All right, Kylie, you can remove your oh. uh, your uh, appliance. I let my oh. lack of anatomy. That is probably uh, not appropriate to wear me. to the bar. No, <laughs> no. Although, I mean, I would okay? like to see. I would yeah. like to see you drinking uh, that way. Oh, no, well, I wouldn't. Lucky Down for you, head. I have a Diet Pepsi right here. Excellent. Well, most people at the bar just like open you. their mouths, right? And, and just, just like, pour yeah, right in. Just, yeah, yeah, so I think it could actually help. <laughs> I just want to want you. No, no. You Kylie's going to die on the shelf. <laughs> you do it again. Do it so again. So it turns out that it runs down into under your lips and things. <laughs> Um, it does not all go into the back of your throat. <laughs> as long as it doesn't go into your trachea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is like a... <laughs> Kylie looks like a cartoon <laughs> I don't think any one of us has to do this. I think he did it enough for us I'm out. Here you go. Who's oh, next? Man. All right. Oh, sorry. Nick, I guess I'm... <laughs> tell the counseling center. I'm so... This book is now covered with saliva and diet Pepsi. <laughs> You know what? The the counseling center will never know. Oh, if you tell them it was me, they'll totally understand. I mean, I'm sure there are pl- plenty of tears and yes. snot. Sandy knows me by you know. name. I have to collect oh. myself here. Tears and snot. What, what what question are we on? Next, we're gonna do question twenty two. Can I opt out like Aline? No. Yes. <laughs> I'll only, do it. Only one opt out is allowed, and I have taken it. So. I will. I will do it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too insecure so to do stuff like this. Number 22. No, that's definitely <laughs> like we, first unit. And we all look like newscasters yeah. or like on Fox News. <laughs> 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 These just like cartoonishly smiley uh, yeah. people. Oh, yeah. I, I got one for you. <laughs> all right, go, all right. Go ahead. Question 22. <laughs> A 17-year-old boy is involved in a group fight. And what? A, a, a group a, fight. Sorry. A 17-year-old boy is involved in a group fight. And a, a stab fight. wound lacerates the ventral root of his thoracic spinal nerve. Yeah, so far, so good. I feel like I got that. Cell bodies of the injured nerve fibers... Are located in which of the following nervous structures? Oh. <laughs> nervous structures. I actually didn't. Uh, I did not come up with question at all. I was so focused. Would on you like me to read it again? <laughs> imagine, We're basically cell bodies in the ventral root. So which structures are? Imagine if, though, just to prolong this for Nick, imagine for a moment that you're. <laughs> Imagine for a moment that your um, that your preceptor or your your attending or whatever just looked like that. <laughs> you, had you, to, like, you had to like seriously pre- answer a question from them. You had to pretend it was not a problem. <laughs> I would fail immediately. Yeah. Or Doctor Pizzamenti's up there, like just yeah, like yeah. he just reads the test questions out loud and then you yeah. have to answer that. <laughs> All right, is the answer uh, A, dorsal root ganglia and sympathetic trunk, B, lateral horn of the spinal cord and dorsal root ganglia, C, anterior horn and lateral horn of the spinal cord, D, sympathetic trunk and lateral horn of the spinal cord, or E, anterior horn of spinal cord and sy- mm. sympathetic trunk? I feel like the answer is obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's the first two. I need to reread the No, question. yeah, can uh, we can you read it again, Nick? I would yes. guess E. Let me read this question again. A 17-year-old boy <laughs> is involved in a group fight and a stab wound lacerates a ventral root of his thoracic spinal nerve. <laughs> Cell bodies of the injured nerve fibers <laughs> are located in which of the following structures? Structures. Yes. The uh, yeah, the dorsal root oh. ganglia and sympathetic trunk, lateral horn of the spinal cord, really and dorsal hard. root ganglia. He's back to wearing hers even yeah. though she doesn't have to. <laughs> she uh, hasn't had enough torture. It gives for me a sense of security. 
<laughs> Let's all wear them, except for Aline. And Madeline. Uh, so you, so basically you. Yeah. I feel like people don't want to see, hear us like just say, "Dad, medicine." So, uh, <laughs> it's the thoracic side. I didn't eat lunch, so uh, hopefully there's nothing stuck in our uh, teeth. Dad, yeah, I never same. realized how big your cheeks are. I have some. I got some cheeks. You do have some cheeks. Are these? Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I it's, it's E. Do you feel sure. like it's E? Anterior hilarious spinal cord sympathetic trunk. Yeah, I'd second E. I think Nick is trying too hard because he is actually pretty understandable. He's um looking at the answers. Why do I? Yeah, yeah. So I'll look at the answer. Why do I? It's like, not E. Oh, so oh. it's it's not A or B. The, Calling soon to a hospital near you. The answer is C. <laughs> okay, so we are quickly, quickly sorry, hashing your hair towel. What? Uh, <laughs> he needs a hazel towel. Quickly um, now. So the anterior is the, like, and then the lateral horn has the sympathetic that is higher, so that's where like, the cellulites are. Oh, yeah, duh. Adi. Oh, I can't say ad. 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 Yeah, try saying anything with a. Ad. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna do one now. The letter E. No. <laughs> Question number 45. Oh, you're dripping. Oh, God. You're dripping. <laughs> all over your shirt. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm sorry if this isn't as fun to you guys at home. Hang on. In Dave's defense, he does have a history of GBS. Yes. <laughs> I can't. Keandere, not E strap. That's when the Aginas has it goes to Yes. Aginas? <laughs> you say Agina? Groot Yeastra is colonized in the Regina. <laughs> All right, here's a question of 45. Because of a lesion, the parasympathetic neurofibers are unable to induce a contraction of the detrusor muscle and relaxation of the internal sphincter. The injured parasympathetic fibers that supply the urinary ladder are derived from which of the following nerve? Okay, so it's a hee hee question. Oh, you can't say hee hee. Hee hee. Urine. Urine. Okay. Yeah, hee hee question. Oh, I think I'm just squirted out of my mouth. <laughs> okay, you can't see the answer clicking. I've heard the kid. Let me get the question answers out here. Yeah, so, question for you. Uh, it's definitely not the I guess never. Uh, I should I think not. Uh, I've got uh, the sacral clinic nerves. God damn it, you guys. I'm pretty. It's definitely not I super greater, greater or lesser. It's um either It's the sacral yeah, splanket. Yeah, sacral splanket. Because pelvic splanket isn't a, is that a thing? Yeah, it's a thing, but it's further down. Okay. For like erections. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, the answer is, uh, is, is E. What? D? N- no, E. E. <laughs> no. B. E. E is pelvic splanknick. No. Okay. Oh, fine. Yeah, the bladder is. Okay. Splanknick. What a great word, splanknick. Yeah. It sounds like a, sounds like a Doc- bullshit word. Well, like, if you go, like, it always reminds yeah. me of, like, spelunking. Yeah. Yeah, you could. <laughs> that that tassel is nice. drying out, and I can't reach it to lick it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dry. One of the few things that Kylie hasn't licked during this show <laughs> is her lip. Uh, uh, well, guys, that this is a good workout. Actually, work on squeezing yeah. your cheeks together. Can I have another paper towel? This is <laughs> this is probably <laughs> not a classic surgery for those towel. at home considering having some work done. Yeah. Well, that was our show. <laughs> Aline, oh, wow. Kyle, Nick, Madeline, thank you for being on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, yeah. Thanks for having yeah, me. Hey. You're welcome. Thank you, listeners. You're like so happy that we're here. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, listeners, for making us a hot every week. If you like what you heard today, why not subscribe? You can do our head our answering listener questions. So send your questions or whatever you like to the shortcuts at jnl.com or you can leave your message at the side and chart CT. We'll talk to you later on the show. And don't forget to visit the shortcut.com and join our email list. 
And right now, right now, you're here in a podcast at his open. Give us some stars and area, just like Sahitavi uh, and Hikaru did recently. Uh, the show is named Hustle I Genesis Nation at Carter College and that's Sting Gunner. I'm Greg Schroeder, writing in here. He's got our executive producer, Jason Lewis. Now, he is Dr. Ox. My pleasant music is I can't see you. I'll see you in one week. 